right, so I do have to ask, with uh, our show being uh, around the Nintendo uh, stuff this week, some Resident Evil stuff this week, uh, Filter, you're going to have to buy a whole new wardrobe, right? Just because you're going to shit all of your pants on Resident Evil. Are you getting it? uh, I don't know. So me and Shannon are playing through uh, Resident Evil 7. Hmm. How's that going? Uh, it's uh, so we just did. I think we got to like the second uh, save spot when you are now in the house. Daddy broke the wall. Hell yeah! You go in the basement. Uh, you have to. Uh, you go what? You go through downstairs. Get back up. You have to circle back around. Go into the uh, bathroom or whatever, and then you save there, right? Yes. So you went. You went through like or the, the laundry room. I mean. The weird, like, crawl space and everything where you're, like, wading through yeah. chest deep water. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just that's how I love to get around my house, is just to have, like, fucking chest deep water and, like, squeeze barely, like, a, you know, a foot and a half wide space between. Like, it's. Uh, <laughs> Playing it's kind of weird, because you can kind of see how it's aged already. Um, I can see that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's, like, I, I just don't see, like. I don't There's There's a lot of weird shit going on turns out yeah it's one of those games that's a little bit backwards like at launch it was so different and did things so crazy everyone was like holy shit mm-hmm. this is so cool and I know we've talked before about how some games started poorly and then did the big flip flop and got really good it's um, sort of the opposite. this one kind of went the other way I was like oh that stuff is really cool but now that you've had time to sit there and look at it and compare it to other newer stuff that's come out you realize like oh that's that's baby steps because this was like the first time they used this new engine and then all this other stuff yeah so i'm not really sure like my goal was to kind of play through and get ethan's whole story to go into the sequel with the you know the same hero um but i'm not really sure if that's gonna happen okay and i'm not sure how direct of a sequel uh eight is anyways it seems like it's sort of not a direct sequel. I think they're just doing the same thing they've been doing since, I, I guess, since the beginning, where they kind of just they introduce you to a character that you can kind of that kind of sticks. Yeah, and then they yeah. run with it for a game or two. But there's some characters some of the games have done where you're like, oh, I wonder what's up with that guy now. Gone. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's yeah. it's a little all it, it's a little all over the place. And we were just looking at like the timeline for. Resident Evil. And yeah, no, I mean, looking at it and kind of understanding where things are and then actually seeing it wrote out, that's something. It's wild. It is. Like, two, like, three starts before two and then finishes after two. So it's like part one and part two of Resident Evil 3 with Resident Evil 2 in between. Just sandwich like a nice little Oreo. Like a Claire sandwich. Double stuffed. Resident right. Evil 2 had a lot of content. Well, yeah, double stuff. Uh, just a little, you know, behind the curtain, uh, we were definitely thinking about doing a story mode for uh, Resident Evil games. Yeah, yeah. I, but, um, I think it's a good time to do that. I think it'll a, hit well just there. like The Witcher did. Because we did yeah. The Witcher when the series was coming out. Yep. So now you guys have been going crazy on all this Resident Evil stuff. I have been uh, just, you know, knee-deep in my Switch still because... Uh, Nintendo announced a new color of the Switch Lite coming out, which I don't need. But is it the blue? That, yeah, yeah, I want it. Yeah, I don't need it, but I want it. I like my yellow one just fine, though. It's fine. 
Yeah. Um, but thanks to uh, thanks to all their like indie stuff they talked about this week, I uh, a lot of games went on sale. So I finally went through and started blowing through some of my credit that I had saved up. Nice, nice. So yeah, uh, this week um, we'll be you know we'll be focusing on uh, just news, you know, delivering a, a little bit shorter show. Hopefully you guys enjoy that, and then um, you know at the top of each month we'll run down all of the important games in a in a separate podcast uh, with some of your freebies. Of course, you know, talking about the PlayStation Plus and everything. So. Um, expect that just expect those changes uh and hopefully we have some other cool stuff that we're able to deliver in between like we were talking uh you know hopefully doing a resident evil um uh, story mode and more uh you know live streams i did uh, a live stream yesterday of uh the resident evil village demo so that 30 minutes um so if you guys want to go check that out um that was over on twitch uh, but we've definitely got a lot of ideas in the works. Yeah, and uh, some really, <laughs> some that we're really excited about. So yeah, no, I mean, I think most of them just kind of have me just laughing, just because I can see how it fits into our wheelhouse. Because it, you know, I, I listen to the show and I'm like, we're idiots. <laughs> and then it's, it, it, but it's funny. It, it's funny to me, and that's why you know I think why we do it. Um. And, yeah, so just talking about some of the ideas, I'm like, I see how this fits perfectly. There's no way that There are some things that are going to do so well that I'm just very excited for. And then uh, some others out there, too. So we're we're really honestly hoping for some feedback from people listening and uh, drop them on social media to let us know what you like, what you guys don't like, what you'd like to see or hear more of. Um, uh, I will imagine that a lot of our stuff, uh, once we get the time, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff that we're not doing live and just releasing some episodes with some extra content here and there because that'll ease the recording stress, but it'll also add to the surprise of us just throwing stuff out there for you guys to go after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, and with that, a good yeah. segue. Um, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff mm-hmm. over there. Follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., so you know when we go live and do junk just like this. And if TikTok's more your speed, Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, so Tick. we have uh, some big stuff. Why don't we start with the Nintendo Tick. Indie uh, World Roundup Showcase thing that they did. Uh, tons of new indie things. Um, obviously, one of them is uh, a lot more exciting to me than the rest of them. But why don't we dig into that? Johnny, Did how much of that did you watch? Did you end up going back and watching that? I know you said you didn't watch all of it. No, no, I totally did not. Um, I did not have the time to go back through and watch it. I, I wanted to, but I kind of caught the Cliffs notes and pretty much uh, not a lot of it got me super hyped. It's your typical look at all these games that are coming out that you're not going to have time for. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do love that they're doing a lot of this stuff from for, uh, you know, with the indie developers. I mean, there's a very heavy lean on that uh with the switch unlike uh you know some console releases that we see i I know sony did that a while back and then they really laid off on it uh it looks like nintendo really picked up the torch and they're honestly that's been my biggest thing for nintendo has been the the indie platform um a lot of indies just feel so right handheld um Mm -hmm. Uh, as we all know, I'm a huge Metroidvania fan. 
Um, that's all I bought over the past couple of weeks on sale on the mm-hmm. eShop. Um, and there's a couple that they talked about in here that got me really excited, uh, even though they're games that have been out on other platforms forever. So if a game's been on Steam for ages and is finally dropping on the Switch, I'm probably finally going to try it. Um, Skull the Hero Slayer is totally my speed, and I'm hype on that game dropping when it does. So there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm very excited for, but it's also a matter of I'm going to be waiting quite a while, so I'm also probably going to forget the game exists until I see it pop up on sale because the eShop is still garbage to navigate. It is. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah. That's one of the hardest things uh, for me. I think it's one of the things that keeps me from um, it really being all in on the Switch. I love playing things on the Switch, but you, like for me, you just can't take anything, um, anything that has any sort of online capability. It just feels like a drag. It's the thing that's keeping me away from things like uh, Splatoon. Now, I honestly, I think that I, I think that we just kind of hit the nail on the head with why these um, indie um, roundups and these uh, indie events are so important. Yeah. Um, because the Switch is dropping, and I've said it before, they drop dozens of games a week. Mm-hmm. So many games that we could just never keep up with it, and we would occasionally bring up a random one here or there that one of us was excited about. But if they weren't doing these kind of uh, monthly announcements or so, would we ever? really be able to keep up with what's going on <laughs> because I don't think we would um, the way the eShop is so many games are dropping at once by the time you get there you're already four pages down before you get to the last week's releases to, to go look at them yeah they've basically fallen into the same trap as Steam I think which is like Kinda, yeah. It, I guess it's good to not completely curate your store in a way that is uh, exclusive I guess like you don't want to say, like, oh, well, you know, X game cannot appear on the store because it's just not a high enough caliber or whatever. Like, people should be able to basically get access to whatever dumb shit they want, right? Like, that's how my entire life operates. So, you know, it is kind of weird to see, um, you know, it's impossible to, like, sort on Steam and on Nintendo now. Because it's just, you know, like you said, a million games are coming out every day. Because it's completely, it seems to be mostly unrestricted. Yeah. Which, I've... you know, we even know people. We've we've talked to people. We've worked with people that have had um, the opportunity to release stuff on Switch when they never knew if they were going to be making a console game. You know. Yeah. Or yeah, releasing it anywhere other than <clears throat> like I feel PC, like basically. yeah PC, and I feel like a lot of them are like I wonder if I can get this even past you know something like uh like itch.io or something um but they were able to release it on steam which is awesome you know that's that's super sick but it also but then yeah you run into this problem yeah it's impossible to stand out basically unless you are a nintendo game which of course they always get top billing so it is kind of weird like it seems like the only people that get promotion are internal studios the people that don't need it the people that don't need it right yeah, yeah um, like there's. Okay. No, I was gonna say there's there's a random like Metroidvanian like action adventure platformer dropping within the next couple of weeks, and I saw a trailer for it one day because I saw it pop up on the PlayStation Store, and then I saw it in the eShop, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab that game when it drops, and I can't even find it now on the eShop because I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, so I spent like days just scouring and looking and looking. I know it's gonna drop eventually, but. Um, 
I will say at least eShop has that coming soon section to let you know some games that you can pre-purchase and install that way. But if you have like a certain genre that you want to look for, if it's a weird niche genre, like there, I can't look for Metroidvanians. I have to look for you know platformers, yeah. and have it pop up in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can't like double filter. I can't look for platformers that are also RPGs. Um, it's just it doesn't work. What, what what does it take? What does it take for us to get them to understand that they have to update something like that? That's another uh, probably another console generation. I mean, look at how mm-hmm. Nintendo's I, gone with things so far. I, I They're thought, usually about one or two behind on some of these things. I, I thought it was this console generation that that was going to happen. Uh, I thought for sure. I was like, okay, they're releasing this uh, very mobile. Uh, but also at the same time something that you can you know take home with you as a home console they have to do it right because it was last gen I was saying that too I was like oh you know the the Wii U has to have some sort of upgraded integration and I think it did it definitely did the, the well, Wii a big U. part of the question with Nintendo specifically is like how long can it possibly take you to just I mean, like, it's not, you're not reinventing the wheel here. Just literally do what everybody else has already done. Right, just copy their homework. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy that they haven't, that they haven't got there yet. And hopefully, hopefully, very soon, they just pretty much scrub what they have and they're already working on something good. But, you know, not holding my breath. Yep. But, yeah, if you want to check out that entire, um, yeah, Nindy, Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Um, you know, uh, go search that up. There's a great article over on Game Informer that kind of runs down everything, gives you the videos, um, and even talks about some of the other stuff. Uh, there were um, some of the things that they don't have on there uh, that they showed off and revealed was like Oxen 3 2, Ali Ali World, and uh, the TMNT Shredder's Revenge game. Now, I will say, one amazing thing did happen thanks to all of this. I don't remember what publication it was, but somebody put out an article that was titled something along the lines of From Ali Ali to Oxen Free. Ha <laughs> Great one. And Good. I was like, God damn it, you guys are on fire with you this. Fucking oh, I love you. It. you did it. Oh, you, you saw an opportunity <laughs> and you swung home for that motherfucker. Like, that was a guaranteed home run. I'm taking the shot. You know what? Good for them. Oh, it was great. I'm glad they did it. I I did go through, like, anyone that has the opportunity, go through the eShop, just check the games on sale, look at the deal section, and just scroll. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's better than doom scrolling on Twitter or Facebook right now. Um, There's a lot of good games on sale. If you have any eShop money to blow on something, do it. Um, As I said earlier, there's a lot of games that were normally on other platforms, like Steam, that just feel way better on the Switch to me that I picked up. Uh, And I just grabbed, I believe it was Momodora, which was an older Steam game. Mm. Really fun Metroidvanian game. Um, having a blast with it right now. It's got a little bit of a Dark Souls kind of vibe to it in the sense that you have like your almost bonfires you can save your game at. You have uh, consumables that refill whenever you rest. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's also hard as hell. And I'm having a blast with it. There's going to be something out there on sale that you're going to have fun with. Yeah. Or if you want a super cute cartoony skateboarding game, just get Ollie Ollie. It's perfect for the Switch. Yeah, I feel like we've had Ollie Ollie's before. This is, I mean, we've had Ollie Ollie and then Ollie Ollie 2. I think this was on mobile as well. Um, but yeah, it is. It, Ollie Ollie is just a fun 
you know, 2D skateboarding game. Something you can do a little bit mindlessly uh, and still have mm -hmm. fun with. So, have yeah, some good stuff there, for sure. Um, do we want to do the other big topic, or do we want to save that for last? Jump into some of these other ones. Uh, let's, let's do that last, because I think yeah, yeah. everybody's ready for that. And again, I think we are kind of talking ourselves into a, uh, into a good idea with doing a whole uh, separate uh, episode about that, basically. For sure. So, uh, we'll scoot along ahead. Even as we know that, uh, you know, the Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings TV series is going to be the most expensive uh, single episodes ever made. Excited. That is insane. That doesn't mean it's going um, to be better, people. Please keep that in mind. In fact, it might actually guarantee that it's going to be yeah, worse, but we'll have to wait and see for sure. Yeah, the over-under is not great. It's not great. We've seen some, uh, I mean, you know, the uh, final season of Game of Thrones was very expensive. Oh, yeah. So, just keep that in mind. Yeah. But, um, Amazon Game Studios has yet again uh, taken a massive dump and canceled their Lord of the Rings MMO that they were working on, which, in fact, did they not have the other Lord of the Rings online game canceled to be able to put this game out? <laughs> Probably. Like, how is that possible? How do you drop the ball? More importantly... On Lord of the Rings. And... So, first of all, yeah, there's already a Lord of the Rings MMO, so literally just make that with better art. Right. <laughs> so, just uh... Do, yeah, do the second version. <laughs> like, that's a... I mean, Amazon is, uh... Do two, the two, two tower. No, do, uh... I don't know. Just pick one of the other I don't other know if movies. you want to reference, uh... <laughs> I don't know if it's legal to reference two towers in the United States anymore. Uh, ever again. It's basically ruined. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that this is yet another title that the Amazon Game Studios is unable to not only, like, put out, but literally even, like, you know, seemingly put any kind of major effort into. Like, uh, so it says here, um, they've been, uh, the cancellation is partially due to contract negotiations following Tencent's acquisition of Layu Technologies, a company based in China, which had been working with uh, Amazon Game Studios to create this game. So it's possible that there's like a kind of a battle between Tencent and Amazon, which makes sense because those are two of the biggest, uh, you know, generally entertainment, but then also just generally they're two of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. So, it, you know, it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't want to... Uh, yeah, help each other, aid and aid each other yeah. in any sort of way. Yeah, but again, was... this is Amazon Game Studios can easily just move this to another studio. Like, there's no way that Amazon signed a contract that specifically this kind of mid tier yeah game developer in China has like full production rights or something like this. There, there's no obviously way that, there's happen. no way that Amazon let themselves get Amazon get trapped. Right. Yeah, there's no way that Amazon got Amazon. It's simply not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> <And> that's real. <laughs> we all know that. You can't like, Amazon on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it would be too. Is like how did we fall for this? Damn us. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it's like it's literally going to their lawyer like Like uh, it's a copywritten practice at this point that when <laughs> yeah. they, that if they were to fall for it, they would still benefit from it. But just right. not the so, same way. Yeah, it's um you know, there there have been earlier reports kind of last year where they were talking about Amazon Game Studios just does not have clear direction. Um, there's not correct role allocation, overly generalized approach to game creation. Again, they have not been able to make anything. There's nothing out yeah. from Amazon Game Studios, which has been working on games since acquiring what? One of the uh 
Crytek engines or something that they based well, that lumber yard. The lumber yard, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, so, at, look at how Amazon I mean, makes like, their money in a general. A decade ago. <laughs> yeah, Amazon generally makes money just by existing. And they just Yeah, they exist and they start doing the thing that you do until you just get tired of dealing with them. Of, of fighting it. Well, right. it's interesting that Amazon has been so heavily focused on, like, major multiplayer games because obviously they would just use Amazon Web Services for free. <laughs> so, like, the reason that they can be competitive in, like, an MMO space is because they have unlimited server storage, right? Because their parent company is the largest web service provider in the world, by far. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, that, that's the reason they've been kind of focusing on that because they know they have kind of a competitive advantage there. The big, like, MMO collapse of the mid... 2000s to the 2010s was because it just became so expensive and difficult to maintain these massive server farms to let all these idiots go like build a house on or whatever so um, you know that was their main competitive advantage and again they, they released Crucible all reports say it was absolute dog shit they cancelled it basically immediately um, New World has been delayed 13 times yeah that doesn't bode well uh, for New World if they're cancelling no. the Lord of the Rings MMO the, like, I mean, even the general concept of New World, like, it's already starting on, like, a bad footing, considering it's Amazon. I, I still so it's like, I still want to see it. It looks interesting. It could be really cool. It, it seems to me like it would be the better development of, uh, what was that RPG that came out recently that was, like, the colonization game that we all got for free on PlayStation Plus, like, a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago, I mean. Oddworld? Mars? <laughs> yeah, Oddworld Strangers Wrath. What was uh what was the one you said? Uh, that Mars survives game the one we got that we the Mars colonization. No, it was by the it was by the team that did uh, Technomancer. Uh, oh shit! Um, that's not good. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's like not a great game. Godfall. Greedfall. Greed, Greedfall. Greedfall. Yep. Not Godfall. Yeah, Godfall so was the Greedfall, other like uh, New World. Kind of almost sounds like it could be a more in, well. You know, not even more interesting, just an interesting version of that. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, it's kind of like colonial, like Gilded Age. Well, I guess pre Gilded Age, but that kind of idea, like Age of Exploration type shit. Yeah. And, uh. Kind of like Gilded, yeah, gilded Edges, like not the whole page, just the edges. Right. We're getting there. The, the letter, like the from SpongeBob, the T is just like huge and beautiful. On the live stream, yeah. the more I look at Elijah Wood crying, the more angry I get. F this for fire that burns down the whole town. I'll do anything to make Elijah Wood happy. Exactly. And I think this MMO would have done it, and Amazon frogged us. They got in there and frogged us. It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, Amazon really does seem to be completely just botching it. I'm not going to lie. I forgot this was even a thing. I I completely forgot a Lord of the Rings MMO was even supposed to be happening, so this was not news to me at all. Um, (laughs) The biggest news to me at all was... Oh, they're making a... Well, I get... Were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess they announced it in, like, 2019 with no gameplay, if I remember. Like, it was just, like... It was, like, a kind of, like, a vibes trailer. It's like, uh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out it's not happening. But we're still gonna get that, uh... Other, um, Lord of the Rings game. The Gollum game. That's still coming in. That's that's also gonna be better. That's weird. That's weird to me that an MMO wouldn't succeed, but so we're on this Lord of the Rings train, and I have to point this out. Um, I recently signed up for HBO Max. Um, mm. Sesame Street's on there, and we mm. finally got our kid to Sesame Street. Um, new Sesame Street is weird as hell. 
Um, mm-hmm. Every celebrity in the world's on there. Everyone from like Anthony Mackie to Seth Rogen to just fucking yeah. everybody. Um, they did a scene the other day or, or that I watched yesterday, and it was Lord of the Rings spoof with Cookie Monster mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to like bake cookies. But the other like the internal like dialogue of like of like evil side of Cookie Monster. <laughs> Eat all the eat all the chocolate chippies. <laughs> we don't need to That's bake funny. them. Eat them all. And it was just right. like it was weird <laughs> and hilarious. And I, you know what? I don't need a Lord of the Rings MMO or anything if I just have Sesame Street spoofing Lord of the Rings enough for me, and that's fine. So are you saying you need a Sesame Street MMO? I would totally play the hell out of it. How Actually, would you? That how would that work? Seems like it would just be a reskin Roblox. Do you just make your own puppet? Yeah, you make your own. You customize your own. Pu- okay, guys, we need to cut this. I'm. This is a moneymaker. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Right right next, next subject. Next subject. Next subject. Next subject. Move on. All right, on, we have on. more MMO um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, more MMO stuff. Um, this one was big to me um, because I like to waste money. Um, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit before. Square Enix did announce that Final Fantasy XIV was going to be hitting the PS5 as an open beta. Um, that finally happened this week. Um, if you already had a PS4 version of the game, you were able to play the PS5 version. You can just download the PS4 trial, or the, the PS5 Final Fantasy XIV trial, and start fresh that way if you wanted to. Um, Square Enix is very open about this. It's exactly how they did it for the PS3 to the PS4. They just said, we're going to consider this an open beta, and if it goes well, then it's a product launch. Hmm. Like, that's the smartest okay. way that I've ever seen a company just be honest, because they were like, hey, it's going to be a huge rollout. We're going to consider this beta just because stuff might go wrong, but at the same time, if it works, then guess what? We're just going to take away the word beta. <laughs> and I appreciate the honesty. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to go about the, it. The install was insanely fast. It was like 20-some gigs, which is nuts, because they they finally optimized it to where that was it. Um, I did the install, and my game was ready to go. It was not like a matter of logging in and then having to do more updates and installs like it had in past versions. It just installed everything. Um, load times on the PS5 are phenomenal. Um, you know, on the PS5, they're promising uh, different um, rendering and re- different rendering resolution options to choose from: 4K, 1440p, 1080p. Um, really? Yeah, right. Nobody likes 1080p anymore. He's amped. Um, uh, 60 frames down to like 40, so there is some sluggishness depending on where you are and what resolution you're running, which has always been an issue because you're still playing an MMO. If there's a million people in town, it's gonna spe- it's gonna stutter. Sure. Um, but I had a chance to play it. I, I played in the 4K mode and in the 1440p mode. 1440 is probably where I'm going to stick with it. Um, it still looks gorgeous. This game is still optimized so well for a controller that I don't know how people can't appreciate how convenient it is to use a controller for it. But thanks to those load times, not only... I, I've already got like a level 50 character, so I've done all the base content for the original game... Um, I was able to hop on a mount, fly across a couple different maps, um, and jump into three or four, I did like seven quests within an hour, um, three of which were unlocking new jobs. Nice. That I had okay. always wanted to have. So I finally have a blue mage, I finally have a red mage, and now I have samurai. So I'm hype. But... Nice. This is a huge step up, and I think this is a very big way 
to see how much better the, the PS5 hardware is to be able to handle even an MMO like this. It's it's doing really well, um, and I'm probably going to have to stick with playing the game a little bit more frequently now because it's just, I'm not suffering from awful load times anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge on MMOs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I was saying before the show, you know, the big thing for me is just, you know, having people that are going to play. Like, I want to play an MMO. But it is a time commitment, but it is one of those things that you can do, um, you know, with those other people. You know, the, those so, other people you would be doing stuff with anyway, you know, theoretically. Here's my, here's my big thing about Final Fantasy XIV. First of all, it's not even that you need other people to play directly with you. Um, it's a very, it's a very sing- solo friendly. Oh MMO. sure. There's a lot of stuff you can do on your own. Now, yeah. for me, when I when I binged a lot of it early last year to get myself through all that level one to fifty content, I listened to podcasts while I was playing, sure. um, and I would get through like seven episodes a day of certain podcasts and get crazy caught up. Um, it's also the kind of thing where if you have Discord and you can just talk to people, even if you're not in the same server and stuff, you can still hang out and chat with people. Yeah, uh, I have no doubt that we would easily be able to just talk and BS about random stuff while playing. Um, but there's definitely ways to get something else in the back of your mind while you're doing it. You don't need people to actively play it with you um, when so much of the stuff is single-player friendly, especially early on. Right, and by all means this isn't and i'm not saying this isn't something i've touched i think we're pretty much at the same spot i went through that it was like three or four hours of you know i don't know it was probably more than that there was a ton of content at the end of the first game going into the first dlc yeah. and it's it's better now they fixed a lot they i did it before that, that stuff out i played all yeah. that it was a nightmare um, way back then. And like, I, the latest updates have been phenomenal. And I got into I got into the first DLC, and I looked around and I was like, "Why the fuck am I still playing this? There's no one I'm playing with." And I was supposed to be playing with people, by the way. We had a guild and we had like uh, like house space and a bunch of other stuff that we were like working on, but no one ever played together. And I was like, "That's not for me." I'm like, "That's not what an MMO is for." It's a mass multiplayer game. Yeah, I think that my favorite thing that's happened recently is with new forms of social media out there, with things like Discord, um, it's very easy to kind of party up into a Discord with people and then all be able to do stuff. And then if the time comes down to it, hey, I need some help doing this, throw a message into your Discord chat, see when the next person is going to be online that's going to be able to do it. Um, or just have like an open voice chat channel available because a lot of things have moved over to people using Discord instead of in-game chats. Right. Um, with people not wanting to use mouse and keyboard on their PS4 or PS5 as much, I get that too. Some people just aren't good at typing while playing. Stuff like Discord's been amazing for it. Um, but the quality of life enhancements that Final Fantasy XIV has gotten over the recent years have drastically streamlined that process. Um, but I still highly recommend that if people haven't even tried it, to try out the beta or try out the demo, like the sure. trial. It gives you to like level 60. Like you can seriously almost max out every job on the trial. You can do all of the base game content and the first expansion without paying for anything. Yeah. No other MMO a lot will of give content. you that. Yeah. Like that is a mass amount of content. The story is amazing. The music is amazing. You've got some of the best writers and and artists working on 
Final Fantasy, which is on, on 14, which is why it's been so great anyway. Um, it's also been a huge success story that I would honestly recommend people reading into and may even get addressed later on um, with something we may dive into eventually for an episode. Who knows? But yeah. that's it. Final Fantasy 14 is on PS5. It's probably going to stay that way. Um, if it goes well and everyone upgrades from PS4 version and downloads the PS5 version, you're probably going to get to keep it. Um, they've given you free upgrades in the past. I don't see why they're going to start charging now. Yeah, yeah. So do your part. If, if that is something that, that you want, you know, get, get down there, get, get over there, get downloading that and you know. And if you don't, and if you don't know what something you want, try it. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, you you have nothing to lose. Nothing at all. All right. Um, so uh, to address something that we had spoke on, has it? Uh, I know it, it was just you and I back then, filter. So it was probably yeah, like a so year and change ago, at least. Originally, um, I guess the allegation. So we're talking about uh, Quantic Dream. And basically the kind of lawsuit for the toxic workplace uh, that was happening in France, Paris. Yeah. So um, in like January 2018, there were basically these a lot of allegations from a number of people about like basically there was just a lot of like uh, abuse and harassment. Pretty much. Yeah, just like misconduct. Um, it, uh, a lot of it was, uh, you know, the the report uh including accusations of abuse racism homophobia and sexism um yeah and a lot of this is based on like materials that would circulate in the company i guess so like group chats where people would say things about their co-workers uh weird comments from management um and uh you know like photoshopped images and stuff which we'll mention later yeah. but um what, what's really wild is that uh, this was like kind of around the same time as um, you know a lot of toxic workplace stuff was coming out about Riot. Um, there was not, a couple not other me. not me companies. Yeah, not 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 Johnny, not Johnny Riot. Riot, the company Riot. Right. Yeah. Bunch of bastards. So, uh, which of course, I mean, what's really interesting about all this stuff? Basically, uh, Quantic Dreams pretty much won the lawsuit, and in fact, they had a counter suit, which. The person that accused the company was, I guess, according to the court, uh, was not able to definitively prove that the company was harassing them or that if they were harassed, that it led to them leaving. It was essentially just a, a, it was a, a wild statement. It was eventually essentially a, a, a ridiculous defamation countersuit, which is just fuck companies. Always man. bad. And of course, I mean that you know, and we were kind of talking about this before we recorded. Like the like companies are just legally much more protected than individuals in France right now. Uh, uh, I'm sure France. that there's going to be some guillotines coming out at some point and that'll change and then everybody that has more than $30 in their pocket will be beheaded or whatever, but... I feel like that's <laughs> everywhere, not currently there. man. That's everywhere. Companies are just... Yeah. Companies can afford several attorneys to make sure that they are well protected. And well, they can just to. make such a layer of legal defense of... Yeah, like you said, having multiple people, perhaps a whole department of people, working around the clock to make the most powerful defense of all time, right? And like you said, in, uh, in fact, they won the kind of bullshit uh, countersuit and for, for defamation, basically, and they won 
10,138 euros from the specific employee that started this lawsuit, which is, of course, the Paris court saying, um, if you don't like your company, shut up and fuck off. Right? Brutal. Yeah. So, not great. Uh, this sets a lot of bad precedents, of course. And, I mean, some of the things in particular um, that are really just shocking. Uh, one aspect of previous rulings included... Um, 600 digital images that were photoshopped depicting various members of the staff wearing Nazi uniforms or in sexually precarious situations. One former employee cited that the culture reflected in the photoshopped images was the primary reason for their departure. Upon further review, the Paris Court of Appeals issued the ruling that these images were not classified as homophobic, racist, or degrading, and it also cited that there's no reported correlation between the images and the employee that has since left the studio. So, I mean, that's just shocking. Yeah, so l- let's talk about that for a second. Uh, it is n- apparently, according to this, not racist or offensive in any way to Photoshop employees in Nazi uniforms. In Paris of all places. And, and, I mean, they yeah. were occupied by the Nazis. In a place that was occupied by Nazis in World War II. <laughs> Dude, if, if you did that in a fucking game studio in Germany, they would fucking lock you up with throw away the key. Yeah, and then they would kill you secretly without And then they would kill asking. your family. Yeah. Like, it is so wild that, like... I mean, it really is, like... Uh, you know, if you go back and trace certain things... I guess this is kind of off-topic, but... <laughs> if you go back and trace certain things, I'd be willing to bet that the people that were upholding these court decisions had direct family members that were in the VC French government. <laughs> like, you can always do that. You can always go track and be like, oh, this guy's dad was a fucking Sturmalbafighter in the fucking Vichy France uh, Nazi government. I'm not laughing at anything that just is happening here. That German word? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing. Like, uh, <laughs> my dog just tried to run and jump on the couch and he didn't quite That's make funny. it. <laughs> he like turned and looked. I mean, that's literally. He turned to look to see if anyone was looking at him. He was like, "That's basically Shit, what just happened." I, to this I just employee. fucked up, and yeah. Oh man. So what's wild? I mean, not to uh, sorry. You know, you never want to say that uh, people that go into the comments are, um, you know, representative of general people. It's you're kind of psychotic if you try to comment on like a public news article or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. But. Um, the, the dangerous part of this is that everybody in the comments is like, in this era of fashionable outrage, it's extremely difficult to blah, 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 reasonable doubt, innocent until proven guilt. And it's like, the shit that they're accused of is not like perpetuating the Holocaust. It's being rude in the workplace and you should be professional. Right. Like, we're asking for the bare minimum. And like, of course, when this case gets thrown out or whatever. So this is like... It could go one more time, potentially. So there was an initial finding that Quantic Dream was... So actually, yeah, right here. There, so three previous rulings um, basically found Quantic Dream guilty, and they just kept appealing it. So finally, they found an appeals court that agrees with them. This can be appealed again to the general, uh, I believe, whatever the equivalent of like Supreme Court of France is. But like that's not... I don't think that this regular person that is now out an additional $10,000 and also is out a job is going to be able to afford for a Supreme Court case. Yeah, remember how I said a minute ago that companies have this thing where they can afford 
all of these attorneys, and they can just keep throwing money at the problem, and and until until it's crushed, until you yeah, time big, out um, in, until you time out your opponent, and that's really all this is. Yeah, right. A big part of their strategy is delay. Like they just delay it as long as possible because this person will not be able to pay for a retainer on their lawyer, and let alone having them active for like ten years. I mean, this already has been three years. It happens in it happens with businesses, it happens with politics. Yeah. Um, there, there's just there. If you have the money, then you can get away with so much. And and this is be, of course, um, this is coming off of like. David Cage is well known to be a dickhead, anyways. Yeah, like, we talked about that in, the, in the industry. He is known to be just a oh, twat. Yeah. Like everyone knows we, that. Yeah, we've talked to people that have met him in person and said that he's an asshole. Like, there's numerous reports that he's just an abusive. Like, he's just like one of the directors that's or you're like an actor that's like you're not allowed to look me in the eye. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. Yeah. Where it's he just is high on his own farts, basically. Uh, been there. And it's like a, it's you know, it's like just the Joss Whedon of gaming. I knew there was He's a like the Joss up. Whedon of gaming. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is like, it, this kind of stuff, again, they're not being accused of, like, hacking personal data and releasing it to, like, a Nazi subreddit to get this person executed or something. It's, like, very basic shit that I think probably happens at any company. And it's, like, the fact that they... It, like, their rebuttal was kind of one of the things that just made me instantly assume they were guilty. Because, mm-hmm. like... I mean, imagine if, like, if somebody accused me of saying some weird shit at work, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that probably happened. I'm sorry. Like, And it's solved. It's over. It, it seems like this company has grown. It, it's, it's like if you and your friends start something and it's like, you know, jokes and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, it gets bigger. You know, it's right. That was the big thing with uh, with Riot Games, right? It was literally a mod for Warcraft Three, and now it's one of the biggest games in the world. Right, and and it's kind of like just you and your bros or whatever. But then you had to hire this person, and then this person, right. and then this person, and then you get into like they don't under you know other people don't understand your humor with your friends or right. whatever, or, and it's too big, and you know it, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that anymore. There's a point where you shouldn't right. be doing that anymore. There's a point where it goes from like. Uh, this is the cool thing that me and my friend do, and we're self-employed, and we have this little project that we do. Right. And then there's a point where it becomes your job, and it, this is a profession now. And you just I, like you know you can invite people over to your house and be as weird as you want when they don't have to go. But like, right? It, it's it's when you're at work, like the riot thing was so wild because it wasn't even like uh, there was like sexual harassment claims, but it, those were on the low end. Where the main complaints were like the CEO would grab people in meetings and fart in their head. God damn! It's like you just can't do that at a certain yeah. point. Uh, you you shouldn't like do that at any point. You can't do that at any point. It's called after. It's called clocking in. And right. shit, in most places, if you do that outside of it, they'll still find a way to fire you for it. Because yeah. there's no separation of work and life. It's biological warfare. Like you could have that is, it. It's literally a chemical attack. Yeah. My job would probably fire me if there was a video of me on Facebook farting in someone's face on purpose. Like they'll just find a way to. It's stupid. We're, okay, I'm, I'm deleting it right now. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, let's dig into that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, is, it really is just wild. It's like that wasn't, that wasn't again, someone's face. So that was like someone's inhaler. And I don't think that was me farting on it. I think that was you. That was it's you. Just, it's such a. That was me. <laughs> Actually, I was breathing in. I kind of have like that turtle ability. Oh. Um. But it's just like the the most milk toast allegations that are completely believable. No reason to think they didn't happen. 
and yet this dude's willing to, uh, you know, charge uh, somebody that he directly led to be unemployed uh, 10,000 euro. <laughs> it's wild. It's so weird. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this kind of stuff, it, it, all you're doing is making it harder for future people to report issues. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean, the only hope that I think this employee has is someone to take on the case pro bono. You know, that they understand or, the risks and they're like, I yeah, want to take make these guys a, down. Turn it into a class action thing. Yeah. Which, I, I, the um, likelihood of either of those is incredibly slim. Zero. It's basically not happening. Right. But yeah, it, it is weird, too, that, you know, somebody will make an allegation of something. Again, I, I think the general problem in, certainly in uh, the U.S. or whatever, is that we have not really settled on, like, what's the punishment for things. So, like, okay, you fart on your employee's head. It is it funny? Yes. I think we can all agree. <laughs> but, however... <laughs> Uh, it shouldn't occur. Yeah. Right? Was, like, it, it just sh- simply shouldn't have happened. The delivery like, is what got me there. Right. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, you know, it's, what's the punishment for that? I don't know. What should the punishment be? I have no idea. I'm not the fucking fart cops, right? Although I did, oh, wait. you know, I did three and a half years of uh, fart law, but I, I couldn't pass the That's the a show. The bar. <laughs> That's a show. Fart cops. Phoenix Wright, fart law. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's like, okay, fart what is cops. the punishment? And for a lot of stuff like this, like, you know, what's the pun? Like, you know, if you if you can prove that you were wrongly fired, the company's supposed to hire you back. Do you want to work at the place that you're getting hit with biological warfare? No, probably not. Well, hold on. So, like, if you can come back and 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 you know get one in on them before head out, you know what I mean? Yeah. The the court case, like the the final like ruling is that um, as long as you get even then you're allowed to rejoin the company and no further incidents can happen so you're allowed to just like shart right in this dude's eyes how crazy would that be just a whole thing like a whole drawn out drug out case uh i think there's something to that and you, Honestly. you get back in there just so you can rip ass on your boss's head during a during a board meeting and then mic drop on your way out while he's on camera too so it's like just a random like mid-level qa tester walks in in the middle of the financial report and just like blast ass on this dude's face while he's My like God. doing like a, while he's reporting to the investors, and he's like, "Sorry, that was uh, legally permitted. That was it was so in- I I cannot comment on it in either way. So we're going to move on with the meeting. Last quarter was pretty good. Last quarter was alright though. But yeah, it's, you know, it's like there's not been like a I don't know. We've gotten to a point where we know how to accuse people. We sort of know what is allowed and what's not allowed at this point, right? Right. But societally, we have not come up with a correct punishment for things, for the most part. I mean, for again, this is for like minor things that are not a crime. It's just weird, and you probably shouldn't do it. So, like, I don't know. It's it's uh, there's still a gap to be filled there, and not by farts. Right. Yeah, farts um, isn't the way to go. There's time and place for that. Yeah. There's a time and a place to loudly uh, tear ass. Yeah, it comes down to, like, a professionalism and acceptance thing. Like, no matter what. Like, dude, even if you work at a fucking Spencer Gifts and you sell dick and fart jokes all day, you still can't gas in your co-worker's face on purpose. Like, Right, and especially you can't, like, restrain their head while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you, you can't farter board them. You are painting a picture, and we need to move on. The picture's been painted, I'm, I'm sad to say. You're, right. like, you're, trying yeah, to, we'll, you're trying to waterboard them with farts, and it's still not cool. I don't like, Speaking I don't of like water and farts together. I don't like that. Sharter boarding? Oh, brutal. Speaking of hostile workplaces, I said. 
trying to segue into... Uh, Dude, these French companies are out of control. They're out of control. Let's talk Ubisoft. Um, it looks like they're shutting down some servers for some classic games. Uh, yeah, this, this is actually a big list. Um, it's a big list of... Ubisoft yeah, it, jumps it would have been smart for them to space it out. And yeah. they just announced the shutting out service for classic games, including Rainbow Six Vegas. So mm-hmm. I still remember when backwards compatibility got announced in the Rainbow Six games, like when Vegas and Vegas 2 hit backwards compatibility for Xbox. Mm-hmm. That blew people away. Everyone was like, oh, I fucking have to have these. And that led to when you bought Rainbow Six Siege, like the bundle for an Xbox One, you got um, Vegas and Vegas 2 with it. Like, yeah. That's that, was, that was huge. Um, but now Ubisoft comes out and says, hey, we're going to shut down some servers. Um, these games are kind of old, so it shouldn't matter. And realistically, they're right. These games are old as hell. They shouldn't matter nearly as much. You should definitely have found something more enjoyable to spend your time doing by now. Sure. But they're going to be cutting Assassin's Creed 2. I am surprised that is still live. That's crazy. Um, Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands. Again, I am surprised that is still live. Far Cry 2. Again... Wow, I sure sound like a broken record. Who the fuck even still plays these games? Well, that one, that one I can understand. That one, out of all of these, I can understand. Yeah. That one has um, access to the Cry Engine in it. Uh, you can actually create your own maps, and that's one of the first places I ever created a map. Was Far Cry? Don't some of the later Far Cry still? Don't, don't some of the later ones still let you do that though? I think three does. Yeah. Yeah, and like to me, if though if you can't afford one of the other ones that still lets you, because I'm pretty sure Far Cry Four has a map creator too. Like, if you can't afford one of the slightly better versions of the game to keep doing it at this point, when the games go on sale for like four fucking dollars, right? Grow up. I, I Your think priorities are wrong. I think the Cut. issue, the bigger issue with that is those things probably don't transfer over. Uh, so it's something yeah. that they put a lot of time into is now dead, and you should expect that. But that's, and you know, there's it, yeah, that's I, the I, only I, argument I, I, I see here. Yeah, but then you have like Might and Magic Clash of Heroes, Splinter Cell Conviction, The Settlers Seven, Anno fourteen oh four, Might and Magic Ten, um, and then for later, and those are all June first. Yeah, uh, later in twenty twenty one, they're gonna drop Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Rainbow Six Lockdown, Rainbow Six Vegas One and Two. Um, now Ubisoft is being transparent enough by letting everyone know ahead of time this is happening and they're also telling people quite honestly if you want our other games to keep functioning properly on the server side we kind of need to free up these IT guys to work on other stuff Yeah. like imagine being the IT guy that is still stuck working on Assassin's Creed 2 in 2021 yeah it has to be one guy that guy Imagine being that guy and just like how much you must hate that part of your day. To yeah. be like, oh, why the fuck are you guys still playing this? Let me move on with my life. I had a uh, bug report for um, on a multiplayer match of Far Cry 2. Uh, my, my gun jammed. And it's like, dude, are you fucking stupid? You're the only you person playing. We're not fixing it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's 90% of your things at this point is going to be, sorry, that's a known issue. I promise the team is working on it. And it's just some dude doing... It's just some dude... Last update, uh, 500,000 days ago. The team is just some dude doing Fuck. whippets in a broom closet. <laughs> because he's still getting paid full-time for staring at Assassin's Creed 2 and Far Cry 2 bullshit. And, and like, honestly, he's just watching video... The... Uh, 
full video for the next thing we're going to talk about. He's doing whippets and watching the Resident Evil showcase. Oh, probably. Step on me. Like, I I think, though, that this does bring up a very big talking point, and, and that would just be multiplayer in gaming and how much it has yeah. changed over the decades. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, but I don't want to dig myself into that hole or any of us. That is literally a, a, a full, full conversation. conversation. <laughs> yeah, like we could easily do an entire episode just on multiplayer gaming and how it's changed and Maybe the pros small and cons therein. Um, possibly, but it's it's just a lot of stuff as far as like an in general. This kind of shit wouldn't happen twenty years ago because you know what, <laughs> online gaming wasn't really a big thing twenty years ago for like this yeah. much stuff. Um, yeah. Back then, if multiplayer gaming got axed, it's because someone spilled Coke on your fucking PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you didn't have the money to buy the fucking thing that snapped to the back of your PS2. It, it was just... It, it's it's weird, but, like, this is a big announcement, but it's also, like, by making it a big announcement, it makes it bigger than it really is. It's, it's a weird gray area. Yeah. Like, it had to get brought up, otherwise there would have been huge backlash. By bringing it up, there's also going to be backlash. There's no real winning in it, so they just had to be honest. And they're saying, it's we have to, dude. You, it, it, We can't keep paying these people to do next to nothing when we have people busting their ass on newer titles that are obviously fucking broken. Yeah. Like, look what happened with Ubisoft's games over the past year and a half, two years. Look at all the delays that we've had for all these games that have online support. Look at the delays we're getting just on the online aspects. Like, didn't we just get Watchdog Legion online access in, like, recently? Yeah. Yep. Like, there's, there, the, this is a big list of reasons why that's kind of a problem. Like, all these people getting paid to handle these old things, that means they're not getting the time to learn to you do these new things. Also, let's point out the fact that they specifically say that Rainbow Six Vegas PSP multiplayer server shutdown is also on that list. No! You guys will be happy to know that my dog made it on the couch. How he many attempts it. was that? It, it, was, he, it was one. It was one failed attempt, and then he wandered around for a little bit, just bummed out. Building He's courage. building up that yeah. courage. He's like, I can't. I don't think I can, guys. It's not very high. He just... The dog? Yes. Either thing. <laughs> He's short. It's He's a little taller than the sitting surface. Impressive. But, like... Slow up. I don't know. Ubisoft had to make the announcement. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it does open the doors for a big conversation, though. And this article specifically calls out, like, that's cool of, of Ubisoft to mention this, because look at what Sony did the other week with the Vita store and the PS3 store online, just, like, axing the websites from the, from the internet suddenly. Like, I would much prefer to have transparency and know what's ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. For sure. I guess they're good. Yeah, good on them for talking about it and letting everybody know so you can get your final uh, Rainbow Six Vegas boys night out game up or whatever. Yeah. But, Go play yeah, Siege. Kind of like, stop fucking around with Vegas Vegas 2. You know, it, it's it's there. Siege is, is ju- just as good. And then if you don't like the way that Siege plays, if you're not into that, like, don't die and... Kind you know, kind of survival. You only have one life thing. Go play Call of Duty. Go play Battlefield. Go play literally anything else. There's a game that matches that. That's not like ten years old. So, 
All right. Uh, the last bit was it was probably one of the bigger things for this week. Uh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to watch it, and then I had to go back and watch it for this. Uh, but uh, we had uh, another Resident Evil showcase. Uh, this one, um, you know, diving. This will be the last bit I imagine we get before the release of Resident Evil Village. I, I, I assume it'll be the last thing. It, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, this showcase uh, promised a new trailer for Resident Evil Village, and then it said and more. Um, one of the big things was uh, some time-released demos uh, that they talked about. Um, the other big thing was people not looking at a camera when talking, and then tons yes. of people that aren't Capcom employees kissing ass of Capcom. Yeah, unless they were the guys from Dead by Daylight, and then they were sucking their own dick. I think they threw their back out. Um, but, ultimately, there's uh, technically two demos that are coming up and i'm pretty sure they're back to back um i played uh the first demo the village there's the village demo and then later there is uh the castle demo and that's after the original demo uh have fun storming the castle but yeah the first demo i don't know i think it's a timed demo um i think it's only going to be up for i think it was tomorrow and today as of recording the podcast so i think it was the 17th and 18th i might be off on that um but uh that's just for the village demo and that does seem to cut at a certain point i did not play 30 minutes i was afraid that i was going to that i was spending too much time looking at dumb shit uh so i you know tried to get through the demo so i didn't get cut off during you know the big reveal or finale or whatever. K- kudos to them, though. Kudos to them for knowing that there are too many assholes like us out there that will <laughs> take all the time in the world in a demo to break it. Yes. They know. Like, they're like, Ugh. and I-, I didn't see too much. Like, I messed around a little bit. I didn't, um, didn't see too I saw one uh, shadow error throughout my playthrough. And if that's all I saw, that's pretty good. Um, okay. Everything is very, very Resident Evil. Um, I think the next one is like the twenty fifth. It might be the weekend. It might be the weekend of the twenty fifth. So yeah, I think it might be the twenty next weekend, twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, and that's the castle. I'm assuming that will pick up right where the village demo left off, um, because that's what I was walking toward was the castle. Um, and I walked through a doorway that I opened and that they said it said thank you for playing i know it wasn't 30 minutes so uh you know something to keep an eye on if you are interested you just gotta search that one up um in any of the stores uh but that was one of the big things that they talked about and then later they're going to do uh i think may early may they're going to do um a combination demo so instead of playing the first part and then waiting for the second part it'll just have the first and second part back to back um but yeah i mean it feels this feels very weird this feels um it feels like resident evil 7 i feel a lot of the resident evils combined in this one i feel like it feels very resident evil 7 um it has so many shades of like four and five 
yeah, for sure. It's 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 interesting. Um, so they showed off that you have a thirty-minute demo now. You'll have a thirty-minute demo later. Um, you got introduced to some of the characters. Uh, if you're unaware, you're playing the same character that you're playing that you played in seven, which that seems a little weird to me after beating seven. But I'm ex- I'm not. excited. And there's there's a lot in there, uh, a lot of a lot of spoiler grounds because seven was just fucking weird, um, and we'll definitely dive into that stuff eventually. Yeah. But I I love the aesthetics, I love the vibes. Um, I'm excited to play this. It'll probably be my first official PS five game purchase since I haven't actually bought anything PS five specific yet. I've just got all my games and upgraded and stuff. Um, which is weird because like I sure didn't pay money for that um, <laughs> yeah but I'm excited um, I am very hyped I'm not seeing enough of our, our lady though our sweet dessert lady tiramisu mm-hmm. um, that's always how I'm going to refer to her because she is a dish they are hiding her they, they, they know hide her all they, they want know. They, know. Um, they know I don't I don't know if I told you guys. I had a really weird Resident Evil inspired dream the other week. You Uh-oh. did. I I know you told me at some point. I was trying to block it out. Yeah, but it was wild. It was wild, <laughs> and I woke up covered in sweat. And I don't it's covered. Think, in I tongue. don't know if it was happy sweat or scared <laughs> sweat, but man, was it a dream. He was scare roused. I was just being about to be murdered by tall vampire lady. Mm-hmm. I was totally okay with it. Um, it was a weird one, but it, it it's definitely got me hyped for the game. Um, but I think this is actually the, the coolest announcement they dropped, um, Mercenaries Mode. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Mercenary Mode is straight up just like an arcade uh, shooting gallery, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, you yeah, get you, to see how much damage you're doing and stuff. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, and it, you have like rounds in between rounds you can up upgrade you know your arsenal your weapons you can buy uh like healing uh extras like grenade like uh like grenades or uh in this game they have uh like landmines too which is pretty cool yeah because you can set traps yeah um and yeah you know how fast can you complete the how, how fast can you complete the area um so very cool uh it, it definitely is one of the things that kind of takes the scare portion out of mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, so it takes the scare out, but it adds some extra stress. It does add stress, because right. you got a clock. Yeah, and I hate hate time limits on stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll have a lot of fun with it. Like, I, I really like this new recurring thing that they're doing with Resident Evil games, where they're dropping a bonus thing, like a bonus game with each of them now. Man, this... Um, and they're going hard with the bonus games. This one, yeah. they're like, here's mercenaries. We also have, and they talk a little bit, we'll dive into that here in a minute, a bit more about uh, the RE-verse. The reverse? Yeah. Yeah, and Resident Evil 3 had the little uh, multiplayer version of it too. And Resident Evil 3 Remake would not have been a $60 game otherwise. Like, oh, yeah. I really, really don't think it would have been because it's such a short game. But adding that multiplayer mode to it, even though it wasn't great, it was different and it was neat. Sure. Um, so, uh, they, and in this video, they really adopted the, 
world premiere uh, thing. They they said that so many times. Um, The next thing that they really dove into was a uh, a Netflix, uh, a new Netflix Netflix animated uh, movie uh, starring, of course, Leon and Claire. Um, And uh, the idea is, uh, I don't know what Claire is doing there. I have no idea what her job is. Except to be Claire. That's her job, right? Leon's a bodyguard for the president. As we know from, uh, yeah, I think, back Resident Evil 4, starting 4. It might have even been mentioned earlier. Than that. Um, Claire spent a lot of her time, uh, if I remember correctly... Looking for Chris? Trying to find her brother, and by doing that, she was going undercover and like f- assuming alternate identities to try to sneak into places to get different information. She she has a specific badge on her chest. She's there in the White House. Um, the it idea might be a press badge. She might be trying to act as press for this. Like she who could. knows? Hmm. Or she just is there and allowed to be there based on the fact that it's fucking Leon. But yeah, a uh, lot of her stuff was trying to um, sneak in where she could and get information. Um, but this does look dope. Oh like, yeah. But the idea is completely ludicrous. Like, we were looking at the timeline, and we're like, okay, uh, outbreak here, uh, violent, uh, you know, violent uprising here that led to a mass outbreak. And it was all this stuff going through the timeline of the Resident Evil series. And then 4 is like, Leon has to go rescue the president's daughter. And it's like, what? Like, that seems insane, right? It's just it's so wildly out of place. And this feels wild, a little out of place as well, where uh, they're like, well, what if what if there was an outbreak at the White House? <laughs> it just it feels weird. Uh, but uh, they said uh, Resident Evil uh, Infinite Darkness will be on Netflix in July. Um, so the, it, it, looks, it looks really cool, though. Looks like this one's going to be uh, really good. So you, you have uh, time if you haven't watched some of the other uh, animated movies. You know, those are still out there, too. Or do yourself a favor and watch the live-action ones, too. Why not? Fuck it. We're not your boss. Yeah, you do you. The what? <laughs> um, I, I do know they, they also touch base on the uh, Resident Evil reboot. They said that finished up filming in Toronto. They're working on the uh, post, you know, the movies in post now. Um, so that's cool. Nothing, you know, nothing noteworthy to share with that as of yet. Um, they talked about, and as I mentioned, uh, Resident Evil landing in the Dead by Daylight universe. Um, so they did not give any information on that. May 25th, uh, I think they said... Um, or maybe it wasn't May 25th. I, I can't remember exactly what day. Uh, but uh, they are having a... Um, the team behind Dead by Daylight's doing a, uh, a like official reveal. So we'll see what we're getting and who we're getting and who these enemies are going to be. The enemy has to be like Wesker, right? For Dead by Daylight? There are so many... There's, no, there's a lot of good possibilities there. I mean, there's so many. And then, like, hero-wise, I mean... I don't know. It doesn't feel like uh doesn't feel like, you know, like Silent Hill. You could have added and there was like four people, maybe, in total that you could have added as like for heroes. And then there was like one obviously glaring villain, monster 
character that you needed to add. Oh yeah, the little kid with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Resident Evil has so many, so it's, uh, that one's it's going to be interesting to see who they add. I just wish the game was better. Yeah. yeah. Resident Evil Resident Evil has always been a bit ooh, there we go. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's always been a it's always been a big series for me. A for huge, sure. huge franchise. Ever since I was a kid, like I fell into the Resident Evil series and just could not stop playing them. Um I am very excited for this. There's so so much potential that's there. Um I still need to sit through and like I kinda wanna sit down and binge through all the Resident Evils again until I get fully caught up on everything and then just have all of it fresh there. But I even kind of want to suffer through the side games again, which is going to be a lot of work. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, it, th- we were talking about some of those side games. Some of them are just brutal. But, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, so if you are interested, you can uh, download PS4, PS5, uh, the Village demo. I think only PS4 and PS5, if I'm, right, if I'm correct. I'm not too sure on that. Um, but uh, if you can't download it, you can, of course, uh, just search it up. I'm pretty sure you'll find some video of someone playing through it. Like myself, I played through it um, with no uh, like mic. So it's just straight game audio. Uh, so you can see what that's like. Um, there's a lot of... There were a few things that were left unanswered. I found a few things that I think were just left out of the um, demo. Like, there were a few wells that said, you need a piece for this. Um, never found that piece. It just... Hmm. And, and I, yeah. I went off the beaten path a few times to look for stuff. Um, so I assume it's something that, you know, will be... Of course, you, you'll find in the full game. They wanted to keep it out of the... Maybe keep it out of this. But I don't know. Could be wrong. All right, but that's pretty much the show. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to add in? Not uh, really. I mean, it was it was a week. There was some, as we covered, some some small news, some big news. Yeah. Um, we seem to be really lucky lately on having some of these cran- these random events like this happen. You know, every couple weeks now. Yeah. So we're we're building up to E three. We're a couple months away. Uh, we've already got it confirmed that that's going to be an all online presence, so that's going to be a very, very big week for us. Um, but that's a ways off, so I'm just excited to uh, to have some of these smaller news weeks where we get time to focus on some new stuff and hopefully drop some extra content for the listeners. Yeah, no, I mean, I played a, a ton of stuff over the... Like, I jumped into, uh, you know, this. I played Oddworld. Um, I, uh, I was working on... Uh, the season pass for Cold War, uh, or the battle pass, whatever you want to call it, um, and I completed that, so that was like something that I finished up, and um, I'd been playing that uh, mobile game that we had talked about for Mistwalker, um, which is really, really fun too. I really want to play that. Being, you know, just, yeah, Afford, afford the time to play multiple things rather than uh, watching a ton of stuff and then, you know, trying to just play, like, one thing. Like, it's definitely something that uh, soon won't be happening. 
as we move right. into next the end of next month uh, into June. Uh, June yep. June usually is massive, and then uh, September is usually August September is usually pretty crazy. Um, so uh, stuff to look forward to. Uh, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. and then TikTok. Uh, so for MGI, I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. I'm another one of your hosts, Filter Cord. And I'm another one of your hosts, Johnny Riot. I think those are all the hosts. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs>